0: Hello, and welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, discuss, and review every horror movie on Netflix back again it's me chris here again with patrick hello and steven hello and a very special guest back again this week the perfect human sam <laughs> hello <laughs> and we're here this week uh well first of first let's have a little announcement here because you're probably wondering it's a new year it's 2019
1: We've all uh, had a cup of old lang syne. (laughs) We've
0: had our cups of old lang syne, and we're we're looking in the we're looking very forward. And you know, this is an episode is about John Carpenter's Christine, made in 1983. And you're probably like, "Fuck you! It's 2019. Why aren't you talking about Bird Box?" Because everyone's watching Bird Box, or so they say. So we're gonna give you a special treat. We're gonna talk about Bird Box next episode
1: next week. And until then, we're all going to walk around with blindfolds on. I, yeah. Until next week's episode, none of us will uh, have seen anything. I we're
2: blacking out the windows of our cars, yep. putting up newspaper on the windows at home.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I drove here blindfolded and with my hands off the wheel because my haunted car was driving itself.
1: Right. Oh, shit. That was a dank segue. Yeah. Good job.
0: So we're talking about Christine, 1983, John Carpenter, Stephen King. Fortunately, not categorized as John Carpenter's Christine, because I would put it down in the J's.
1: Oh. oh. Um, any excuse, any excuse is a good one.
0: But yeah, John Carpenter, the master of horror.
2: Yeah, this was, uh, what did he make right before this? The Thing, is it? Mm, I th-
1: I th- Sounds wait. right. I feel like The Thing is 82. Yeah, I, th- I
2: think so. That's the
1: date that sticks in my head, and this is 83, from what Chris told me earlier today. Who had seen this movie before? Why don't we start with that? I had. I had. I've got it on Blu-ray.
3: This is my first time.
1: And this is part of why we invited you, Sam, because we wanted fresh eyes, because we're all, maybe we may like this movie a little more than is necessary, so we wanted a, a new new perspective. We wanted oh. a neutral
0: perspective.
3: Great. Well, I will add my little sampling there.
0: Add your little sampling, mm-hmm. and it's important that you, you know, don't let us, don't let us sway you. No, I won't. If you came in here saying this movie is trash, please no. challenge us. No, because this is we're the first fanboys. time
3: I did not break the embargo, so I haven't said anything about how That's I felt about this movie.
0: We have no idea. No idea. Except that you watched it twice.
3: I did watch it twice.
0: Perfect. I watched it twice. I watched it one and a half times. I watched it on Blu-ray, because I have the Blu-ray. I watched it with the commentary on from John Carpenter and the lead actor, Keith Gordon, and then I came here and I watched the last half of it with, with Patrick.
1: How many times have you watched it before this?
0: I don't know. Several. Most recently, like, last Halloween, um, and then I think, like, two or three times before that. I'm a a Christine fan.
1: I had only seen it once
0: before. So, if you don't know, Christine is a movie based on a Stephen King book, as Stephen mentioned, and it's it's basically about a haunted car. It's about a a high school student, a nerdy kid, a bullied child, and... Arnie. Arnie, who finds this 1958 Plymouth Fury in a guy's yard and uh, falls in love with it in, in more ways than one, kind of. And the car, you know, bad luck follows this car. Let's say
2: that. Well, the car really falls in love with him first. Mm. Seduces him,
0: sort of. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's an evil car. Yeah.
3: It's a sexy car. It's a very it's red, sexy car. Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. red is sexy. Cherry red. Mm-hmm. Love it
1: great opening to this movie you see the making of christine in the factory and christine is just evil from square one even
2: before that you know this is the only carpenter movie i can think of where there's not a theme over the opening credits it's just
0: the car revving
1: revving. it's great
0: amazing although there is a great theme song there is i saw john carpenter perform it live in concert
1: it was amazing he
0: closed with it he said Everyone, be careful driving home, (laughs) because Christine is out there. Oh my God, (laughs) he's so old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love that man. He's got,
2: he's got the. That's cute. That's really cute.
1: But yeah, yeah. We opened. I have a painting of him in my bathroom. Just so the listening (laughs) audience knows that John Carpenter actively watches people in my bathroom as they do their business. It's
0: like a four by three foot oil painting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yeah, the movie opens in 1958. We see uh, Christine being born. The soundtrack reminds us that from the day she was born, she was bad to the bone.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we get some <laughs> George Thorogood and, and the score. Uh, you know, and, and basically... It's
1: Which I don't think is period appropriate. No, it? it's definitely not. Right. Most of the songs are. Like, Christine generally plays old music in this movie. Mostly Buddy Holly. George is not. Yeah.
0: This movie has a really interesting kind of timeless aesthetic to it. Which is, it's a movie that was made in the 80s, supposedly takes place in 1978, so you have, like, some early 80s people trying to make things look like late 70s, and then there's also, like, a 50s aesthetic that comes across with Christine and then, like, the wardrobes and stuff of, of the other characters, who are kind of, they, they kind of dress like your 1950s greasers and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Um, kind of interesting. And then, according to the commentary, there's also, a, like, an Old West aesthetic in some of the characters. Especially Arnie, later in the movie, starts wearing, like, vests and boots <laughs> and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, that's true. There are some interesting costuming choices here. So it
0: makes quite a transition in this film. Yeah. And so it kind of frustrates me that the, the movie will put on screen. You know, this is 1978. Because it's really not necessary, I think, to know that, and it kind of takes away from the timelessness. Is this part of, like, the Halloween shared universe? Is that why they did that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Well, it is set in the same neighborhood, right, Chris? Well,
0: it's not set, but it was shot well, largely shot, in the yeah. same neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, okay. This movie takes place in California, but the neighborhood looks much like the, Hall- the Halloween neighborhood because it was shot kind of adjacent to that neighborhood. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I can only imagine that the Stephen King book took place in 1978 and they were trying to be somewhat literal about the translation. But yeah, but the, the, but the prologue is, uh, is 1958. We see Christine coming off the line where she maims and then later kills, uh, two separate auto workers. Just
1: slams her hood down on some dude's arm.
0: And then it's unclear. Um, one
2: of the workers goes in and starts smoking a cigar and leaves his ashes on the seat. It's kind of unclear how he died. Yeah, Until much later in the film, and there's a we see a scene where Christine kills someone within the car, like strangles them somehow.
0: Christine has many ways to kill you once you're in her car, and in the car, in her, in her. Yeah. <laughs> there's a great line in this movie. At
2: one point, Arnie says, "Hold on, I gotta go get my wallet out of Christine." Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you had just tuned into the television, you saw this on TV, you didn't know this movie was about a car.
1: What <laughs> the fuck is he talking about?
0: Well, that's kinda of the that's kinda of the metaphor, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because it's
2: a very sexual movie.
0: This is a movie This movie is horny as fuck. And we all know I mean, I don't know about you guys, but but I think many people have met a guy who just wants to fuck his car.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just kept thinking of the Queen song, I'm in Love with My Car through this whole oh,
3: movie. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Probably
0: inspired by the same phenomenon probably you know
1: i mean it's a very typical teenage thing especially for that era you know to want the hot car and to be in love with your car and to be defined by your car you know i mean fucking another one of my heroes bruce frankstein that's like early you know all the bruce songs are about cars in the early days
2: Mm -hmm. it's a lot like the beaver kid did i ever show you those videos Mm, the Olivia Newton-Jones fanatic and his car? No. Okay, we'll watch those later. It's fantastic. I thought of that a lot while watching this movie.
0: Maybe that's why the movie has to take place in 1978 because that puts it like 20 something years after Christine was built. 20 years actually, exactly. So the car is still cool for being old but it's not like right now you could not buy a 1958 Plymouth Fury if you were in high school you know mm-hmm. and like our equivalent is what a car that was made in like 1998 <laughs> how many hot cars are there in the 1998 model year <laughs> yeah seriously so i guess the movie has to be dated just by the fact that the kid has access to this this 50s car yeah which is a complete piece of shit when he finds it yeah um,
2: completely rusted out it starts up, though.
0: That's about all it can do. <laughs> yeah. And it's sold to him by old man Marley from Home Alone. <laughs>
3: <sighs> I have no idea why it's rusted. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's the one thing. Mm, Even it watching it the decrepit. second time, it doesn't make any sense why it's decrepit.
1: Yeah.
0: That, mm, mm. That's an interesting question I, mean, I hadn't thought of.
3: Why would she want to be like that?
0: Well, Christine's in between owners right? early on.
2: And the guy who... Is holding on to her like knows she's evil and isn't going to fuck with her, mm. and she's yeah. in such a place that like nobody's just going to. It's rare that somebody's just going to wander by and notice this beat up car and think there's potential and mm. and want to get behind the driver's seat.
0: Maybe it needs. Maybe it needs. Uh, you know, it a needs feed a heat off of someone's energy or something.
1: I think so. But I mean, the beautiful thing about this movie, which is, I was going to say this about the opening sequence as well, is that no one ever spends a second in this movie trying to explain why christine is christine or why nope. she does this she rolls off the line she starts fucking people up in the first minute literally mm-hmm. of the movie and you know she starts to, to display these supernatural powers as things go along and there's no fucking explanation for it and i love it
0: yeah same yeah i love it too that's all we you
2: know it's, I just, know. An it's evil
1: just an car. evil car end of story Let's go see some shit.
0: No. <laughs> it, this movie would be not improved at all by having, like, some supporting character who works at a university be like, let me tell you about the Mark of Thorn." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. This
2: is so typical of Stephen King in that era, too, but, like, even Cujo got bit by a rabbit bat, so there's some explanation yeah. for
1: it. There's, yeah. there's nothing here. No. It's not like somebody, I don't know. Because any explanation would be fucking stupid. It would have to be like, you know, a fucking like sorcerer enchanted the car, mm. you know, or even, you know, like, you know, someone died on it, died in it while it was on the line or something and that cursed it. No, it is evil the minute it gets off the line. The first time somebody gets in that car, it's already evil and already ready to kill.
2: If, if, well, did the hood, did the hood just fall no. or did Christine by his hand off because if the hood just fell that makes sense it killed by circumstance and then gave it it
1: a taste for blood yeah (laughs) the
0: the hood doesn't kill the guy it doesn't kill him but it like takes his hand off Uh, it it hurts it hurts him but if it weren't for that first opening prologue we might think that Christine was haunted by the ghost, the guy who we find out later died in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But since we see it coming off a line already evil, we're like, nope, it's just an evil car, and it's beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: And <laughs> also, if not for that prologue, this might be kind of a, a boring setup, boring first act, you know, but it's, you know, it's kind of pregnant with tension because we already know this car is evil, can fuck people up, and is going to come into the, the main character's lives some way or another because mm-hmm. we've already seen that... Great establishing prologue. Mm-hmm. I love that prologue. I think it's per I, as with many things about this movie. I think it's perfect.
0: Then from there, we, yeah, it is a slow boil because you, we see the the characters' lives at their normal high school, living their, little, I mean, it's, it's very much a typical high school experience type of movie for a while. You got the kid who's getting beat up. He's got controlling
2: parents who he mouths off to in extremely profane ways. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. After but,
3: he buys the car.
0: After he right. the car. Right. Yeah. So he starts off completely, you know, submissive to everybody, basically. Um, and then, you know, there's the hot girls and the, the, you know, two different hot girls who are like, kind of like, oh man, there's there's so and so in the very kind of cliched way. Just good stuff. Football players being dicks. Great stuff.
1: I love. The, I love high school. I, I, so.
0: Yeah, you know, I, give me. I love these movies. Pizza Face Killer takes place in high school. Give me these high school dramas. <laughs> One thing I learned reading about this movie, I, I thought like there's an odd amount of swearing
2: in this. Mm. Apparently, um, there wasn't enough blood in it. To get an r rating which you would really want for a horror movie in that era so the screenwriter went back and just added as many f-bombs as he could wow mm-hmm. huh. it makes perfect sense because it feels so gratuitous but also like fairly realistic a fair I amount mean, of c act. words i was gonna well. say that's yeah. not the
1: only top shelf profanity yeah. that he uh he goes for in they are top shelf profanity. Not i not just realizing
3: that. there's no nudity either for uh, f- yeah. other films and that Generation. I feel like there's a lot more nudity for the R rating.
1: There is yeah. a surprisingly gratuitous shot of a woman grabbing a man's crotch, which Ar- I don't see too often. And a man oh, grabbing true. a
2: man's crotch. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: And
2: there's not, a scene not- where Arnie clearly has an erection. Like, you yes. were supposed to see that mm-hmm. he's got a boner. What? Yeah. I, I missed, I missed that. that.
3: Oh, that was in the car. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, and she grabs his crotch. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. oh wow. Oh, all
3: right. Yeah. But even guess... before
2: that, when they're just like making out or everyone, like, holy shit, he's packing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what his friends are. just says surprising to see in an 80s. He said his currency is between his legs. Yeah. like He carries yeah. his life savings want, between his legs. Why do you know that about your friends? <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> because they grab each other's balls when they're fighting, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. The scene, the the shot Stevens referring to, where a man grabs another man's crotch, is not a sex act, actually, and it's a close up on uh, it too. I mean, you see yeah. the full outline. It's, who yeah. does that? Some a bully is beating up Arnie or yeah. Dennis. I forget Arnie. One. Dennis. No, Dennis. Dennis. Oh Dennis. Yeah. Dennis yeah. That's and the so? bully just like grabs. Yeah, it reaches like, around Dennis's it. balls it's the, and it. just wrenches.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. What no, a strange
0: tactic. There's some stuff yeah. going on here thematically with all that. And it carries through all the way to the end of the movie, just kind of the the sexual metaphor. And there's probably a little more to it than just like, oh, huh, some guys just want to fuck their cars, man. But maybe not. That's why I pull from it.
1: There's a lot of lot of unchecked male ego in this yes. movie. Well, actually, there's some male ego that is checked for a while and then allowed to just fucking go on a rampage. But yeah a lot of lot of big dick energy in this movie
0: (laughs) so um like i said i watched this on blu-ray and i I listened to the the commentary and the main thing that was satisfying to me about that experience was christine i always thought was a great horror movie and i really liked its sense of humor i thought it was always a little bit tongue-in-cheek there's some camp in there for sure a little bit of deliberate camp and i really liked that i really liked that in a in a horror movie i i I like horror comedies that that play ridiculous things with a straight face and that's where the humor comes from as opposed to like a Shaun of the dead or whatever where it's like Hmm. horror comedy but it's kind of laughing too much but i read a interview with john carpenter or an excerpt like on wikipedia or something john carpenter said that he didn't like christine because he wasn't able to make the car scary yeah And so I have been carrying that around with me for several years, kind of sad that that's not the movie that I thought it was and that, like, Mm. they were actually trying to make the car scary. I think I've actually talked about that on the show. In the commentary, they're talking about Christine and how it's, you know, not bloody or not grim. And both Keith Gordon and John Carpenter were like, well, yeah, it's about a haunted car. It's pretty ridiculous. Like, you can't get too grim with it. We were having fun with it. So.
1: I mean, I don't know. I feel like they succeeded. I feel like at l- the the car is at least ominous. It's ominous as fuck. It may not be scary. I don't know if it scared me, but it's definitely definitely creepy. The way it's shot, it really
2: does feel like it's alive. Yeah, and there's some scary scenes. There's a scene where it goes down an alley that's too small. Right, for it. that it's was
3: ugh. that was scary. I thought it was scary. It it succeeded in that for me. Well,
0: mm-hmm. I was just really relieved that the the sense of humor that I was pulling from the movie wasn't just in my imagination. Right. I'm actually in on the joke. That There's no way he
2: didn't think this movie was fairly ridiculous as he was making it.
0: Right. The other thing that I've learned from watching it on Blu ray and then watching the second half with Patrick on Netflix is that Netflix has abominable cropping. On this movie, and apparently many other movies in their catalog, where it was a it's it's shot at a two forty to one aspect ratio and like really ridiculously cropped down to the sixteen nine frame. I'm gonna I'm gonna show Sam what I'm talking about because we were already talking about.
2: They it. do this all the time. People on the Blu-ray.com forums bitch about it,
0: and I, I tweeted this on our our Twitter, but like. You're losing probably a good quarter of the image Mm -hmm. on the Netflix, and and all the framing just looks weird. The compositions look off.
2: I felt like it looked off while I was watching it, but I couldn't really place what the problem was.
0: And it's an absolute tragedy because it's a very well-shot movie, especially listening to the commentary and having them talk about the craft of what they were doing with all the shots, and then to see it just butchered like this on Netflix. There's no excuse for that. Netflix has enough money to do things right. That's all I have to say about that.
3: Okay. I didn't notice, obviously.
1: Maybe the movie tried to fit down an alley that was uh, mm. not quite big enough for it. Yeah, well, yeah. I
0: wish it could restore itself. <laughs> 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 Speaking of ridiculous transformations, let's, let's set up, you know, kind of what happens to Arnie's character yes. uh, in this movie. Because that's, that's kind of the dramatic arc of the movie it's really it's really gordon right yeah it's really not that much a movie about the car i don't think as much as this guy and his friends and his friends kind of watching him go down a a dark path which could be a metaphor for all kinds of things really
1: but yeah because he's kind of a sweet dorky virginal nerd type and gets the car and all of a sudden can live out his violent fantasies of becoming a fucking alpha male and taking down all the kids who bullied him. And this actor, Keith Gordon, gives a pretty decent performance. I enjoyed him. I oh, mean. he's awesome.
2: Yeah. He's in a lot of 80s movies. I used to watch um, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield repeatedly when I was a kid and just like, fell in love with him in that. Mm. He's great. I mean, he plays the nerd and the the kind of macho version of that character pretty well. Again, there's a lot of camp to it because he's playing two you Know extremes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but he's in the game for it, yeah. Yeah, it's a very fun role. He thought, on mm-hmm. the commentary, he was saying how much he loved playing the part, but yeah, as soon as he gets Christine, you know, it's, it, it's it, Christine's basically the devil, you know, and he just all of a sudden has a, all this confidence, and there's a few steps to it, but it's not long before he's just pretty batshit and, and way too confident and cocky and cussing out his mom and choking his dad and and
1: swaggering around and his little (laughs) just his outfits are are interesting and yeah he goes from like button down
0: white shirt gray pants to like hot red and black yeah james wine wardrobe collection
3: (laughs) (laughs) well first of all he loses his glasses because yes. that makes a cool person. Oh, oh of yeah, yeah. So
0: I'm still working on that myself. <laughs>
3: oh. oh gosh, yeah. Says the person who got Lasik. yeah There's
0: only one Three person. There's only one person here who's not wearing glasses, and she just made the point about how glasses make you not cool. Yeah. You look pretty huh. cool, Sam. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, he just becomes a
2: complete asshole. I think there's a, one of the themes of this movie seems to be like. Like kids wanting to be treated like adults, but they're too young to really handle that responsibility. Hmm. And there's a there are I think a couple of scenes where he just completely blows up on his parents and basically decides, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna run my life for me. I know what I'm gonna do. I bought this car with my own money. They won't let him keep the car in the driveway, so he just kind of goes off and does his own thing.
1: Yeah, he gets like a private garage. There's this asshole, great over-the-top asshole, who runs this beat-up old garage where Arnie stores Christine, and he starts restoring her with all these parts from the junkyard and the garage.
0: The garage owner is a is a pretty comic performance. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know? Oh, he's great, he's so chomping on a cigar. And- mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: Then, of course, he gets the girl, you know. Which is a shock to us, shock to the characters. The unattainable hot girl who just transferred in. You know, he starts going on dates with her.
1: Who turned down the... L- he's a football player. He's a jock, but he's a likable jock. Dennis. Oh, yeah, the best friend, Dennis. She turns down Dennis because she has a date. Turns oh, Dennis out the is date adorable. Is Arnie. Yeah, Dennis is adorable. I would
2: have taken Dennis. And it's a it's an interesting over Arnie, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting thing that this movie does because the protagonist at the beginning of the movie seems very clearly to be Arnie, and then you know halfway through he's kind of the villain.
2: Yeah, it's a really like skillfully done reversal, and then we're kind of following Dennis Mm -hmm. uh, and and Harry Dean Stanton a little
1: bit. Hell yeah, trying to rein him in. I forgot that my man Harry Dean was in this movie. Love oh, he, that guy. He
2: was in literally every movie in the 1980s, I think.
1: <laughs> but it's great because he's one of those... I, I love characters, especially when they're played by iconic actors who show up like a half or two-thirds of the way through the movie, and it's like, oh,
0: like, shit! Just yes, when you need a burst here. of energy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's how, how I arm. felt about Harry Dean in this movie. I was like,
0: oh, yes. Like a uh, certain character, certain actor in Unsane. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Is that a spoiler? Yeah. Well, we didn't say who the actor was. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's a spoiler just even saying that that happens in Unsane. Oh, well. People need to watch Unsane for themselves okay. and experience the full joy and terror.
3: <laughs> it's good. I it's, not- it's really good.
1: Yeah. It was mine and Chris's favorite movie of last year. Well, not my overall favorite, but one of my
0: favorites. Now my overall favorite movie of 2018 is Aquaman. Oh, for Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, going to the movies to see a pile of shit... <laughs> what <laughs> i want to talk about the uh the scene where arnie takes lee to uh, the drive-in movie and uh lee is starting to get a little freaked out by uh christine and or
0: she's getting freaked out about her date caring more about the car than her
1: yeah yeah they're making out as sam and steve have pointed out she's grabbing his boner which i guess i failed to notice the boner i feel sh- ashamed and she all of a sudden does very dramatic I can't do this and she like runs off to the concession stand she doesn't
0: want to bang in the
2: car in the rain
1: yeah she doesn't want to she doesn't want to bang in the car
2: do you think she'd die if she banged him in the car Christina get jealous. oh yeah okay. oh
3: yeah
0: oh absolutely
3: but why does she feel so freaked out I mean we I, I feel like we didn't know why she felt that way
0: I think she knows someone died in the
1: car
3: How?
0: By that point, right?
3: No. I
1: think she can just tell what a weirdo he's being about the fucking car. I mean, He's definitely started to become pretty... I don't know. He's definitely started to exhibit some strange behavior and talk about the car in very weird ways to his friends at that point. Isn't there
2: like a don't do that moment there where she like touches something Mm. she shouldn't in the
1: car? He's
0: just being a... a, He has a stick up his ass about the car.
1: Oh, yeah. Doesn't she like slap the seat or something? But after... You don't At, like me slapping your girl or right. something like that. Yeah. Has, yeah.
3: But she leaves the car cuz she doesn't want to have sex and he convinces her to get back in the car. And he thought that's when she
0: Yeah, cuz she gets back in the car and then she starts locked out him. of the car. Great horror moments.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so this this scene raises like one of my main questions for the movie. What does Christine do to that girl? Cuz in all the other killings and maimings like Christine has some physical thing that she does to to people, yeah. But in this scene, the girl just for some reason starts like choking on her popcorn, or I forget she what she's eating. Choking on her burger exactly. or whatever, burger, it is. and that's yeah. just
0: Christine's influence. How though? It's I, haunted. It's, it's
2: just it's, a supernatural, it's supernatural thing. It's like it's like Repo Man, another great car movie. When like you open the trunk and then they just kind of turn into a skeleton.
1: I guess so. It just didn't it just like gel at the rest. Rest for me because like in every other case, Christine like actively runs somebody over or you know, smashes the hood down on somebody's hand or whatever the hell, or, or like, crushes somebody between the seat and the steering wheel. But in this case, the girl just started choking. She's
2: probably just, like, no pumping reason. carbon monoxide
1: into the car. Yeah, maybe. It's just pure reason. evil. Pure evil magic. I mean, I did... I, I do love that scene, how the how the lights get really bright mm-hmm. inside the mm-hmm. car and Christine starts playing some old music on the radio, which becomes her trademark every time she starts to kill somebody and the, the doors lock of their own volition. That's
0: another reason it's kind of playing with, you know, it has that 1950s aesthetic
1: because mm-hmm. it's playing the
2: 1950s music. rock and roll yeah. and stuff all the yeah. time. I have a question about the music. So Christine seems to be like using the music, like Christine sings basically, right. like love songs. Would it be creepier because they're all male singers? Would it be creepier if they were female, like like Motown songs?
3: I or think something? some of them are.
2: There's no, no? female singers in the. In, I in didn't the soundtrack. notice.
3: No, these were 50s songs.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I just wondered, because like, like, that's Christine's voice. Why is it male? That actually might make it creepier. I don't know.
3: Mm. It
0: should be playing Ozzy. She'd be
3: playing Aussie backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to me, it, it feels less like the car singing and more like, uh, you know, kind of the way you turn on some music while you do your work, you know? It, just, it feels like mood music. It feels like Christina's oh. turning on some mood music for herself. It's just
0: there for the cinematic players. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, maybe I'm giving this movie too much credit. No, <laughs> Don't
1: say
3: I, that. No, Stephen, I agree with you. There were times where she played songs like... Um, knocking but you can't come in like
0: yeah oh yeah things Which like that. Were appropriate
3: and then like i love Maroni you or and... i can't believe how much i love you something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i mean th- there were times that she was definitely trying to communicate through the music
0: or being sarcastic yeah maybe. yeah yeah christine's a little uh a little sassy she's she's pretty damn
3: Very sassy. sassy
0: she's sassy Fun fact about that scene, just because I watched the commentary. Anything interesting I see at night is going to be stolen from the Blu-ray commentary. I'm I'm bringing nothing of value to to, the conversation. Yeah, fuck you,
3: Netflix. (laughs) Watch it on Blu-ray.
0: But um, they actually had to get all the shots in that car for that sequence. They had a car that was cut in half. And they had the front half and the back half.
2: And That's another car destroyed. My oh, yeah. God. They
0: destroyed a shit ton of cars for this movie. I guess Columbia still has one. In, um, as of, like, 2003, they still had a pristine one in their warehouse, just in <laughs> case they ever need it. But <laughs>
2: wow. I heard that, like, a third of the budget was just spent on cars. Something has like, that. Damn. It's a
0: pretty simple movie, you know? It's not a huge effects-driven movie. There are a couple of marquee effects sequences, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it's just characters talking to each other. And
2: there's not really any big actors in it. Like I think no. Harry Dean probably worked pretty cheaply back Uh, for his 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah.
3: I I think there was one scene that I was blown away by, literally, by the effects.
0: Yeah. And I thought
3: that was really cool.
0: Was it? it?
3: The gas station where Christine is trying to get back for uh, the bullies destroying her in one scene. They had come in and smashed her to pieces, um, but she, you know, made herself whole again magically because she's so supernatural. And uh, she went off got them to a gas station, basically set the whole place on fire, and there's just explosion after explosion after explosion, and the car comes out completely on fire and follows a guy. Completely on fire. I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing. I've never seen a car on fire before.
1: Engulfed in flames. Engulfed just in flames. trailing Dri-
3: flames. Driving down the highway. I just was, that blew me away. It's I a thought great that visual. was great.
0: And, you know, that's one of the great... I'm not a purist about practical special effects, necessarily. I mean, I think, however the special... If, if the special effect works, it works. I don't really care if it's CGI or practical or whatever. I think there's some people who are like, well, practical effect's always better than the CGI effect. I don't think that's true, but it is more fun when you're seeing a flaming car and you know it's practical effects and you're like wow that's a flaming car that's dangerous and there's a person driving in there someone risked their life to bring me this entertainment
1: (laughs) i love that low angle shot of the flaming car driving towards the camera with the the lens flare from the headlights bisecting the screen it oh it's so spooky and so it's so good
2: I love any shot of Christine rebuilding herself. That, yes. That's yeah. fucking amazing. This mm-hmm. is where Chris can really be CGI. to
1: us. Chris explained to us, because you learned on the director's commentary how they did that. And we should explain this real briefly. So you see multiple times, like Christine reconstruct herself like the bumper will straighten out the huge dents, just smashes, crushed up doors and and the trunk and whatever will restructure themselves into a perfectly smooth surface. And since the first time I've seen this, I love this effect. It was like the most memorable can thing. Can I guess how
2: they movie. did it?
0: Yeah. Can
1: can I, take can, a I'm really us. proud and of myself Chris because I if you're right.
0: I correctly guessed before. So
2: I'm going to guess they pulled the pieces inward. And played in plating reverse
0: yeah basically they had a yes they had, they had hydraulic like pistons. <laughs> i've seen it
2: three times and each time i was like how the fuck did they
0: do that?" yeah they had hydraulic pistons and stuff that were pulling the car in and then that's they played awesome. it in reverse but it was a happy coincidence that it happened to look so good you know and it happened to get pulled in in such cool ways that it looks so cool mm-hmm. um but all that was actually a post-production decision I guess uh, originally there wasn't going to be any shots of the car rebuilding herself. You would just wow. see her whole again. You were just going to see, like, Arnie's reaction mm. and stuff like that, or just see her whole again, and then after they finished shooting, they got to thinking, and someone was like, hey, and they went in some guy's garage, and they made this thing, oh, and they so shot cool. several different angles and several different things, and mm. much better movie. Amazing. Yeah. When you say
2: Christine, like, that's the stuff I think of.
0: Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. I think of that, and I think of.
3: I think of the bitch on fire. That's what I think of. <laughs> <laughs> the so
0: cool. Bitch on fire. <laughs> I think of that, and Love I think it. of just uh, just Arnie being campy and vamping around in his <laughs> hot outfits and and stuff like that, and like making his creepy bug eyed faces at
1: everybody. <laughs> Wait, when you say the bitch on fire, do you mean Christine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that we're. I love that you at least are calling Christine the bitch.
2: Well, since we're talking about we should, what we I think like, we should
1: about call her it, that for the rest of the cast. The bitch, <laughs> I'm fine with
2: that. <laughs> since we're talking about what we like about it, do you guys want to review it?
0: Yeah, let's review it because I, I don't know how much more uh, we can talk about before we get into uh, too much plot synopsis and spoilers. And I want to uh, without going into the spoiler spoiler garage. Yeah, we are
1: spinning our wheels a bit. (laughs) Yeah, we are running on fumes.
3: Yeah,
0: all right. Uh, Steven, I'm very curious about your rating. So, John Carpenter's Christine, would you view it, cue it, or screw it?
2: View it, absolutely. Wow. It's a fun, campy movie. I will say, it does drag in places. It's a little long. It's almost two hours. They're, like... I actually, this time around, I forgot about the bitch on fire scene as <laughs> so I was thinking back <laughs> on it. But it's a lot of fun. It's like a weird sort of a transitional movie for Carpenter, I think. But you can still—it feels very workmanlike. But I think you can—you can feel his touch. And yeah, I just love—I love horror movies about random everyday
1: objects that are haunted
2: microwave massacre maximum overdrive
1: <laughs> microwave uh, massacre yeah i've not heard of that
0: i almost made movie back like i wanted to make a movie like way back in like you know high school about a haunted fax machine mm, and what would it's what would it do the the whole concept was based on this scene where a guy is like at home at night and his phone rings and he wakes it up and he's very nervous and he's like hello and he hears fax tones on the other end of the line and I, the whole idea kind of spiraled out from that. Terrifying. It was eventually going to kidnap his girlfriend, the fax machine was. Hmm. And there was going to be an action sequence with the fax machine and the guy, like in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like heat? I, <laughs> I realized this wasn't a good idea, so I, <laughs> I abandoned the concept, but...
2: I, um... As you know, I, I work in a, a call center for a research facility, and when I actually used to do calling for the survey of consumers, we used random digit dialing. So we would have phone numbers that were based on location, but we didn't know if it was a real phone number or not. And a lot of the time, you would call a fax machine and just mm-hmm. hear that tone. It's, it is kind of a spooky sound. I wouldn't want to be called by that tone. That's in the middle of
0: the night. Oh. 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 <laughs> spooky, <laughs> spooky as hell. Sam. Yes. This was your very first time watching Christine. You don't have any preconceptions no. or, about how this movie affected you as a, as a person at this point. Nope. What would you think? Would you view it, cue it, or screw it?
3: Well, going into it, uh, I knew the premise. I knew Christine was a haunted car. I mean, just as much as like Cujo and all these other Stephen King-based films. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, first time I, I watched it, I think I was leaning more toward cue it, but as I finished it and... Made my husband watch it. I definitely, definitely view it. I thought the acting was really good. I thought the, I mean, the script's maybe not so much. But I thought the acting was good. The, the different shots were good. The special effects were amazing. You know, set a car on fire. That's amazing. I've never seen that before. So definitely, definitely view it.
2: You know, Sam, if you like this movie, you might like another Stephen King adaptation called The Mangler. Ooh. which is about a haunted laundry press.
3: <laughs> That's not real, is it?
2: This is real. No. I just really? watched it. So I can't believe I didn't bring it up earlier in this podcast. I told Patrick it changed my life. They can't be real. Wow. wow. It's directed by Toby Hooper of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Robert England stars and has uh, as a villain and has every physical deformity possible. <laughs> every one of his limbs is fucked up. His eye is fucked up. His throat is fucked up. <laughs> Uh, and It's kind of like a detective noir trying to solve the mystery of this literally murderous laundry press.
1: Isn't Brad oh, Dureff in that?
2: Uh, no, that's spontaneous combustion. Oh, right. Where Brad Dureff is slowly catching more and more on fire throughout
0: the film. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. That's amazing. This is, uh, other than Gerald's game, have there been any other Stephen King adaptions we've done? On no, this show? we
2: should do 1922 at some point. Oh, oh. yeah,
0: maybe. Uh, wh- who's next? I'll go next. I'll say View It. Christine's one of my favorite horror movies, if not one of my favorite movies. It's not the best film, but it's a ton of fun and I really like how it's I like its sense of humor, like I said. I I'm a sucker. Much like I liked Ava's Possessions, I like these horror movies that are ridiculous concepts played straight and you can kind of decide how much you want to laugh at it. <laughs> and um at, at, at its core, it's a pretty human story, and it's a sad story about this kid and his, his kind of spiral into madness. And you know, the the, the car stuff and the effects there are there are there, but um, it, it's just, it's got a lot of heart. So view it a hundred percent. And you know what? There aren't a ton of John Carpenter movies I would give unequivocal view. It's too, as much of a, of a John Carpenter fan as I am, Patrick.
1: Man, I'm going to have to buck the trend here and say, screw it. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, we're going to make this one of the very, very few movies in Amon history that did get four view-its, Wow. I think. I
3: don't, is there any of four It
1: Follows no,
0: I,
2: I. No, It
1: Follows did not get oh, fuck. unanimous view-its. A, a Dark
0: Song is the only one that has is 4 it the view-its. only one? Yeah. yeah this yeah. is history. Yeah. History tonight.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a view-it. It's a high view-it for me. I actually just went back over the list real quickly and looked at my other view and it's one of my highest view-its. Not quite as good as Cargo, but, uh, <laughs> oh, God. but it's, I'm actually serious about that. But um, no, it's a great film. It's definitely like probably in my top three or five Carpenter movies and certainly one of my favorite movies that we've watched for this show. It's just a lot of fun.
0: Amazing that, that this we get four viewits, and we were all very uh, ambivalent about Halloween. John Carpenter's yeah. supposed masterpiece. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Halloween's just not any fun.
0: That's true. Halloween may be a better film with a capital F, but this movie's just much more fun to watch.
1: Oh,
2: this is a capital F for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Has John Carpenter made any capital F films? That's the that's the real question. Which this is a completely, this means nothing to anyone who's listening. They're like, what are these they, people even talking about? They figured
2: out from the context. There's so many I haven't seen still.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, vampires is a capital F. Film. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. I
2: haven't seen In the Mouth of Madness no me neither i haven't seen starman
1: mm. oh wow, well. i haven't seen that either i think after i finish watching the entire friday the 13th franchise i need to make it my mission to watch the entire john carpenter cinematic universe oh boy i'm including
2: right now including elvis sure with kurt russell hell yeah okay
1: i didn't know that was a thing but now that including i know, dark star i've seen dark star before and I think I might have fallen asleep for some of it, so I'll definitely revisit it.
2: Okay.
0: Well,
1: I own like didn't 10 of enjoy them. it. I did I, not enjoy I it. I own
0: like ten of them on Blu-ray.
2: There's one that just came out on Scream Factor I didn't even know about. Like, it's called Somebody's Watching Me or Someone's Watching Me. Yeah, that was, was a, a made TV movie. movie. Yeah. Still, I had never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. So
1: you got your work cut out for you, buddy. Oh, I'm I'm going for it. It's gonna happen.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna go to the spoiler garage, pull her in, and uh, talk about how everything turns up for Arnie and friends in the spoiler garage. So stick around if you want to. Otherwise peel out, go to watch the movie for yourself, make up your own damn mind. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. P- put it in park. We're here. We're here in the spoiler garage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, ready to, we're ready to spoil everything about John Carpenter's Christine, the movie. Yeah, so where did we leave off? Christine was killing people. Christine was catching herself on fire, catching mm. bros on fire. Uh, I mean, we really didn't even set much of this up, but we have bullies who bullied Arnie. They later decide they're going to fuck with Christine. Christine, on her own, sans Arnie, just goes out on, out on the town, mm-hmm. kills all the bullies. The police get involved ends up killing the garage owner because he uh, gets a little, you know, he, he's a witness to the crime. And, uh... It, but Arnie's friends don't really care about any of that. Arnie's friends are like, Arnie is a madman right now, and it's because of that damn car, and so we're going to destroy that car because it's a bad influence on him.
3: Right?
1: Here's a question. Stephen brought up before the idea that these songs are sort of Christine's voice and asking why they were all-male voices. What is Christine's gender? Have have Christine's owners incorrectly assumed that she's female? Because she's got a very, very male angry streak. And I just like the idea right now. I mean, this may be intended or not, or it may make no sense. But I like the idea of thinking that everyone has assumed that Christine is a woman. She's actually a man. She's non-binary.
3: Why, why do you think the male... like? killing spray thing i mean bitches be crazy we we can go like <laughs> we're very vengeful i just don't understand where you're coming from I'm, I'm, explain to me
2: yeah i'm a little confused too i i'm just what does having a I'm penis
3: make you like more vengeful and i don't know I mean,
1: mean, historically, men have committed a lot more fucking violence than women have.
3: Sure, because. Yeah, but
2: Christine's like, I love the idea that, like, it's a. Christine is a female. She's like, oh, you're going to fuck with my man? I'm going to fuck with you. She's Uh, a tough bitch. I
0: I think the very essential piece of evidence here is after he drops Lee off on the date and they, you know, he's trying to make up with Lee and he gets back in Christine and Christine won't start. And he has to be like, Christine. Look, nothing's changing. You're still my girl. <laughs> and Christine starts for him. Like, it's a little bit of a, a counterpoint to it's basically the same conversation you just had with Lee. He has to have it with Christine. Well, Christine's yeah.
2: got the power in this relationship. That's oh, yeah. for sure.
3: So, definitely female.
2: I think that's radical.
1: I mean, I think why I like this completely harebrained idea that I literally just made up is because <laughs> everyone assumes that she's female and that she's some. Um, You know, Arnie has this weird, like, quasi-sexual relationship with her, and I like the idea that it's just an extension of his own dick. Like, this thing that he's fetishized into being practically a sex object for himself is just his own fucking male rage. I think that works. I disagree. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I like thinking about it this way. Okay. I think it's an interesting reading.
3: I think you're go so ahead, think, think about Arnie's penis. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you know, you guys were the ones who were paying attention to Arnie's penis. I, I think that's a valid no
0: interpretation. <laughs> I, I think you have enough uh there's enough leeway for you to read that into it.
1: You know? I'm just, you know That works. That works, that works for me. I'm you know? just bullshitting.
0: Well it's 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 the movies definitely definitely operating on those levels.
1: I doubt that anyone working on this movie put that much thought into it, but it was just something that occurred. No, they're just I like I it's it was an evil, interesting car. way to think about it. Yeah. Anyway, they decide to destroy Christine.
0: They decided they lure Arnie to the garage? Uh, well, they they key Darnell's eight thirty or whatever on the hood of Christine. Mm-hmm. Thinking that even if Arnie doesn't show up, Christine's going to show up.
3: I don't think they knew Arnie was going to show up. No, They just wanted Christine to show up.
0: We don't know Arnie's there. And nope. actually, they think they're fighting Christine. Yep. Our man's got a fucking uh, front end loader on treads. Badass, earth-moving machine.
1: Which is silly now that I'm thinking about that keying scene. Because why wouldn't Christine just fuck them up then and there for keying her? Like I don't think Christine gives a fuck. I why didn't see. she just back right into the other car with Lee in it?
0: I don't think, I don't think
2: Christine do would kill on day.
0: No, she doesn't kill on day. She's a little,
2: little smarter like that. than that. She's
0: like OJ.
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: All right, let's not go there. Yikes. So they they fuck the hell out of Christine. It's actually a great showdown <laughs> with the bulldozer and Christine driving around this garage. It, and yeah.
3: It really freaked me out. It, I don't know why, but that scene in particular reminded me of Jaws for some reason, like, that she oh, was yeah. this great white shark, and she was just keep going and keep going, like, don't mess with my babies, kind of, you know, because I'm pretty sure that Jaws was female, too.
1: I mean, it's yeah, probably it because, does. like, her hood gets mangled in such a way, like, they've designed it so it looks like, it looks her mouth. Yeah. Looks like a shark's maw, which is amazing. I yeah. love that visual. It really freaked me And,
2: out. like, they think, they think they've destroyed her, and she can't run anymore, and she rebuilds herself again, so mm-hmm. they decide they've got to actually just kind of mount her it's and drive on top, back it, and forth with it.
0: Well, you, the, very sexual. On the commentary, John Carpenter repeatedly describes that as sodomy. Yeah. He
3: oh, says wow. they it's sodomize a the
0: car. It's a rave. So, that's an extension of the sexual metaphor.
3: Ouch.
2: Um And to what end? I don't know. What does that even well, mean? I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> but it looks cool. And like you said yeah. while we were watching the indie again, they're just... They don't know what they're doing with this bulldozer. They're just trying to see if they can fuck the car up and how.
0: They you know, meaning is... the people who made the movie. Right. Because right. it's like the it's stunt obvious. They're like, all right, we're going to crush this car with this bulldozer. But the stunt people don't exactly know how to destroy a car with a bulldozer. So it's like they take a few different attempts. They eventually <laughs> get where they're going. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
2: And well edited, so it looks intentional. If slightly clumsy. And, it's a and, fucking I mean, <laughs> driving the bulldozer. Yeah, it yeah be high schoolers it are sense. driving this. Yeah, high yeah. schoolers. Cool. Driving it, so, yeah. yeah, so so it's, it's no, it great. works perfectly,
1: and it adds some stakes to it, you know, because you've seen the car uncrumple itself from previous attacks, even by this bulldozer. So there's stakes. It's like, oh, is this actually going to be enough? It's to fucking. Right. It's demoralizing. Christine?
0: Because it's it's like um. It's like when you're fighting a video game boss, and it's a hard battle, and then the boss's life bar just like goes back to the end. yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: goddamn God it, <laughs> you know.
0: Um, and we don't know Arnie's there until like Christine hits a wall, and Arnie goes flying through the fucking windshield. Christine ultimately kills Arnie because she Christine doesn't give a fuck about Arnie.
3: Did Christine kill Arnie, or did Arnie commit suicide?
0: I think you can't separate the two at by that point.
3: I think I think Arnie intentionally rammed into that. To end to end it, so that he wouldn't, or I think he was trying to destroy her. That's what I thought. Hmm.
0: No, because he loves Christine. Because he dies like stroking the grill sexually.
1: Mm, oh, the V, v on
2: moment. the grill yeah. too. Oh, yeah.
0: the, the chevron. Oh, it's so gross.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> great shot. And then we have a great jump cut, as Stephen pointed out. Too. Yeah, the
0: cars being being sodomized as Jen Carpenter describes it by the bulldozer and. We're not quite sure if it's gonna work because Christine keeps rebuilding herself. Yeah. Cut to junkyard. The car is a block falling from
2: the sky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like trash compacted it, into a cube. It's
2: so it's just great comic timing. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, they they think they've destroyed it. They're a little sad about uh, losing their friend, but as Harry Dean Stanton says, some people can't be helped. <laughs> and then zoom in on that block, and Christine literally winks at the camera (laughs) a little tiny piece of (sighs) yeah that's a great way to describe it so
0: subtle too
1: which you know i i hate movies where there's you know horror movies in particular where the ending is oh the bad guy's not dead he's coming back i hate it when that happens why do you hate that
3: it happens in almost every horror film it just
2: feels cheap it's like there's no resolution yeah nothing's been solved yeah it's in this movie though I just got excited at the possibility of Christine uncrumpling herself yes. somehow and rebuilding
1: like I just liked the subtlety of that moment and uh, I would think it's subtle. It's quite subtle. It's a small piece of metal just it's moving over so slightly. No, like... there was
3: a music cue. You were supposed to notice it. I remember. I mean, you're it... supposed
1: to notice it, but it's still subtle.
0: I remembered it being more know, subtle in my memory before I rewatched it. I remembered it being just like a tiny thing, just like bending slightly. But it's like a big thing that like bends back and forth a little bit.
2: Maybe on VHS you wouldn't notice as clearly <laughs> or something. I don't know. But it's pretty. it's pretty obvious.
1: But I like it. It's fun. It's 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 keeping
2: with the camp of the rest of the movie.
1: I mean, I was expecting... I couldn't remember what happened. I was expecting like the headlight to turn back on or the radio indicator to glow from inside the Mm. the cube of scrapped metal. But I just like that this little piece of metal just moved, in my estimation, ever so slightly.
0: Yeah. And that's it. End of of Christine, Mm -hmm. the movie. Christine, the car will... And you're It was, meow, what, meow, a 58
1: meow, meow, Plymouth?
2: Yeah. So I've been wanting to get into model building. There's actually a model shop across the street from my house. I want to see if I can find a 58 Ooh. Plymouth.
0: You'll have Paint to get a cherry red. You'll I have 50. to buy, like, 20 of them and put them in various states. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking, too, <laughs> and I'll get a little model bulldozer and
2: sodomize one of the models. Oh
3: <laughs> put yeah. it in a little cube. Yeah, you should make... <laughs> yes!
1: You should make a model of, like, every version of Christine that appears in this film. I have a Michael Myers model at home.
0: Something else I really like about Christine is just the kind of really creepy monologues that Arnie has at various points. Or the first one coming when he's in the visits his friend in the hospital room mm. and he says something really I've got it strange. written down. Yeah, please Hold read. Hold on. It. I can get this thing open. <laughs> oh yeah. I I <laughs> I think I remember what the line was. Really? He's like on his way out of the room he's like have you ever thought that Part hmm. of being a parent is wanting to kill your children, and then he just like uh-huh. walks out. Oh yeah, he says they just don't want you to grow. Up.
2: They just don't want me to grow up because then they'd have to face getting old. Has it ever occurred to you that part of being a parent is trying to kill your kids?
0: <laughs> like <laughs> he just like fucked like, up. They, well, he said something right after He's like, "Well, I gotta go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta go get my wallet out of Christine." <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah, just these, like, over-the-top... And that's another thing where it's, like, it's like funny. It's, like, just these over-the-top, like, villainous monologues that this teenager with bug eyes <laughs> starts saying. Yeah. Great stuff. Good shit. Especially when he's in on the... Uh, it, it, taking, taking his buddy on the joyride at the end, mm. you know, and just monologuing. Great film.
2: Oh, that's a great scene, too, where Christine, the green glow comes up. You know, Christine is taking the wheel, and they're making all these dangerous maneuvers. Mm
0: -hmm. And we've all been in a car with someone who, like, made us uncomfortable. So (laughs) that's really a relatable sequence. Many times. Well, I think uh, think that's it for, for John Carpenter's Christine. Great film.
3: Go great watch film. it now. Go watch it now. Tur- turn this off. Go watch and Christine.
2: Again, we should reiterate, Chris just called it John Carpenter's Christine, but you will find it in the C's, not the J's.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be nice if it were in the J's, though, because then you'd have, you know, John Carpenter's Christine, John Carpenter's Escape from New York, all these movies. If half of them were on Netflix, it would be great in itself, but.
1: I want to give you both some tokens for letting me hear the J <laughs> theme twice today. So oh, thanks. Tokens <laughs> for both yeah, of you there.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Couple more. Oh,
1: there, there you. you go. There you go.
2: Oh,
3: Can I have some again. tokens too? Yeah, there you go, Sam.
1: Uh, thanks. What are we watching, next, what are we watching Chris? next time, Chris?
3: I already
0: told you. We're watching Bird Box. We're gonna get in on the national phenomenon. We're gonna take the Bird Box challenge. We're gonna watch all of Bird Box blindfolded.
2: Right. I was just gonna say, you're supposed to watch the movie blindfolded. You watch the right? movie blindfolded. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Okay. That's
0: why so many people are watching. It's been
2: unclear on on what exactly that means, okay. but now I've got it.
1: I feel like if I, this is, this is reminding me of my dad's old joke. Whenever we would watch a movie and it would bore him and he would fall asleep during it and we'd say, how'd you like the movie, dad? He'd go, it was really dark.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Brian. Yeah, that's <laughs> Classic Brian.
0: Yeah, so we're going to be watching Bird Box. Special treat to everybody. Bird Box is going to come out next week. So only seven days. It's like the ring. You only have to wait seven days and it's going to get you. We'll <laughs> um, be we talking about Bird Box. Uh, until then, you uh, know where you can find us online. That's a little message. So that's a little like on Facebook. Troll us. Troll us a little. We'll troll you back. Uh, give us an iTunes review. Give me an iTunes gift card. <laughs> <laughs> <Give us> <laughs> <better>. <laughs> All right. For every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Stephen.
3: I'm Sam. See you next time. And she's Christine.
0: <laughs>
2: Ah <laughs>